Almost 30 with Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick. Each week, we catch up with Krista and Lindsay to hear what's happening now, what hilariousness happened then, and to ask, is it almost 30? Hey. Hey, hey guys. Sing. I wish we could harmonize. Will you sing? I wish you... I can't harm. This is actually okay, ready? a funny story. Really fast. Okay. My mom, her thing is to harmonize whenever we're at public places where people are singing so as an like example church. church she'll yeah. if everyone's like um sing to Hallelujah. the lord yeah he's like sing to the lord sing to she's like sing to the lord sing to <laughs> or one time we were at um wicked we were at wicked in new york no. it was the first time justin met my mom we're at wicked justin's taking a snooze after we're at Wicked, at Wicked, my mom bought like 100, 250 dollar tickets. Justin's taking a little snooze, and he was woken up to my mom harmonizing to the Wicked th- song. Oh, she, wait, at the show, at he the was show. taking a snooze mm-hmm. during Damn. the show. He was taking a little snooze. He's like, oh, and my mom was like, whatever the Wicked like, song was. Sing to the Lord. <laughs> She's like, sing to the Lord. <laughs> to wake That's him like up. her thing is to harmonize. Everyone's like, oh. when we were little, man, we used to go. It used to drive us bonkers, bonkers. We would be like, mom, shut up. <laughs> You know, like, and you give a shit about what people at church think about you. Nowadays, I'm like, go, girl. I don't give a fuck. My sister and I used to, like, obviously, purposely, like, mm-hmm. make shows and harmonize. So we do, like, the, um, oh, we moet, oh, we Oh, that's moet, a good one. Oh, we and, like, my sister would, like, chime in with the next, like, yeah. chord and the next, And Dylan's whatever. like, Literally. Like, really? he would, like, he would jump in. My brother loved to be naked. He'll kill me for saying this, but he loved to be naked all the time. So he would, and he also, I'm sure little boys did this all the time if you have sisters you fucking did this he'd like do the thing where he would hide his penis and walk in like he was one of the girls wait the tuck that's amazing (laughs) so he would like dillas he's like off a cliff right he's like literally the most dude dude ever dylan used to tuck and then act like a chick yeah he'd be like hey girls (laughs) like kind of making fun of us but like tuck his little pee oh my god yeah it was actually he had the cutest little hiney too right yeah of course it was just like a little thing <laughs> Lindsay loves that little damn I feel bad for her. Danica well, she gets this oh intro. sorry <laughs> um, we are real pumped real about, pumped we have uh, a new friend she actually is she's our friend um, yeah I feel like we were just like connected we're friends. we were the blonde tourage totally um, so uh, Danica Brysha of um, Model Meals mm-hmm. and she is also a super successful curvy model with IMG um, with, with, yeah with IMG um, and so what we talk about we talk, we talk a lot about uh, body image and mm-hmm. how p- curvy modeling has helped her to love her body mm-hmm. because she dealt with um, and struggled with uh, body dysmorphia and eating disorders and and still to this day mm-hmm. you know I don't think it ever goes away and and um, we also talk about overeaters anonymous and how that's been like such an amazing mm-hmm. place for her to to um, continue like this work that she's doing um, but she's also started this company model meals which mm-hmm. is a meal delivery service helping people to just get really fresh 
amazing food delivered to them weekly, mm-hmm. um, helping people or teaching people how to eat healthy mm-hmm. in that way. Um, I get pretty personal about my mm-hmm. stuff with eating, which is fun. And then, um, so we talked about my issues with eating. And then also, too, we talk about her journey to create model meals. So what that was like. So how did yeah. she move from a place where she was a, a curve model in New York to creating this company, taking something that was challenging for her and making it something that she's now passionate about and loves as the CEO of a company that does delicious meal delivery mm-hmm. for food she believes in. And wait till you hear how she started in New York mm-hmm. and like... I mean, she had nothing. Yeah. And it was just super interesting. She was living in the sewer. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but when she moved here, she was living in her parents' garage mm-hmm. for two years mm-hmm. to make this company. That's a what reality. ballers do. Literally. That's what ballers do. They live in their fucking parents' place because yep. they're starting a fucking business. With her 200 pound Mastiff. Yeah, she has a Mastiff. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> One time in New York, this is another story. Sorry, Danica. We were in New York and we saw a Mastiff on the street and it was like a spotted Mastiff. And Dustin was like, oh, look at that cow dog. <laughs> and it was like a gay couple. And he was like, it's a Mastiff. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're always like, it's a Mastiff. Get over it. <laughs> oh, man. And she is fun. She is funny. She is awesome. She's engaging. She's real. She yeah, is the real fucking so deal. She's real. a delight. So we are so excited to connect you with her. Um, you can find her online at Danica, danicabreisha.com, D-A-N-I-K-A-B-R-Y-S-H-A. And then it's Model Meals is her business. And we had, Lindsay and I had their food delivered and it was, it was yeah, great. Yeah, it was bomb. It was yeah. awesome. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Let us enjoy. Know Love you. Holy guacamole. Look at her hot boyfriend. My, my boyfriend picks him up. Hold on. He, he picks him up in a second. Is he wearing he a bow tie? No, he does sometimes, but he doesn't have it on this right now. How much does he weigh? He's about, he's close to 200. He's probably like 180. Oh. But I asked my boyfriend, I was like, can you pick him up? Because I've tried to. Um, but he, legs, he succeeds. Look at oh. this. Look, at, look how big he is. Oh. <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, he lived in New York City. In uh, I saw. In, uh, I was watching some videos from Wait, you're uh, New York today. Um, my yeah, we like cross country road tripped from here to um, New York when I moved there. Yeah, I got in an Test. RV and Kingsley and I lived happily ever Test. after in a New York apartment. Really? Yeah. Wait, let me see where yeah, mic is. Can. can we turn up my yeah, headphones? This is very official. Isn't that? it amazing? Yeah. It'll get real hot in here, so just. <laughs> Just bear with oh, us. I can hear you guys. I like Actually, when it, the air I like when it steams whatever I ate. <laughs> Should I just like airplane? I don't know. This? Yeah. Or whatever. Just turn Test. 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 Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I can hear. Do a test one more time. <laughs> test. 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 <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Test. 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 <laughs> test. What are you drinking? Don't talk dirty to me. <laughs> What's your drink from Bucks? This is literally coffee with a little bit of almond milk in it. Mm. I'm so glad that they're what serving almond milk now Bucks? and not the fucking coconut. Dude, yeah, coconut shit. Well, they have coconut and almond, and I picked. I was like, "Can I see the cartons?" The yeah, day? literally. They showed me about the cartons. Coconut not is great. like not even made of anything coconut. It's like all <laughs> weird stuff. There's <laughs> no coconut. I'm like, what is this drink? <laughs> no, even the almond milk has some funky stuff in it, but it's better than totally. the coconut. Mm-hmm. And I'm also trying not to be crazy about my like I obsessive know. about food. Yeah, I know. So, no. Yeah, I know. Here I am living on the edge. That's like, what do you do? Yeah, I know. It's like, what's crazy? Putting crazy shit in your body that you don't know what it is, or is it checking the labels? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's or crazy. It, I was crazier when I was 
Label checking? No, I was like crazier when I was obsessed. Yeah, when I was obsessed with being perfect with food. Yeah. How long ago was that? Like yesterday? No. Um, Seriously. (laughs) Like two months ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we can get into that. Yeah. Okay, so we're so excited. So. (laughs) Let's do it. So. Matt, you ready? Guys, shout out to Matt for shout showing up. Shout out to up. Matt. Hey, Matt. As a Your beautiful pecs look good sub. In that shirt. Uh-huh. Right? Doesn't he? <laughs> you keep wearing these tiny tees and you're like looking so jacked. Thank you. You do. <laughs> Matt's a little more bashful than Steve. <laughs> Steve's like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. I don't think Steve even listens. No, he doesn't. Mm-mm. No. Of course he doesn't. Yeah. But if he knew, if he knew how many fans he had, he would. Mm-hmm. He's going to find his wife mm-hmm. through this podcast. Okay, so we're so excited to have Danica Breisha here in the studio. So, this is major. Yeah, we're so excited. The stars have aligned. The stars have aligned. Danica is a super uber successful curvy model, is the CEO and founder of Model Meals, mm-hmm. which Krista and I fell in love with a few weeks ago. And she is a major influencer in the body positive movement and is inspiring so many people. Mm -hmm. So many people. Actually, as an example, today when I posted like some Insta story about our interview, I had three people reach out, Mm -hmm. say they were at events that you had spoken at. Same. I did too. I had people too. Uh And they, one girl, Kelly, said that you completely inspired her to change her career and now she has her dream job she made that a big move to new york wait yeah. what that's crazy swear to god that makes me want to cry Aww. what do people Thank say you, about Kelly. me when you her, post stuff her about instagram me. is fake tan mccann <laughs> but she's the bomb i know her from um, a friend of a friend from boston yeah that's awesome and um she was like please tell her thank you yeah well thank you it's really cool that's i had awesome. one person say that too that's amazing yeah oh my god how does guys. that feel that feels that makes me want to cry isn't it yeah take that in <laughs> I just Literally. meditated in my car for like 30 you minutes. You did? So I'm feeling very grounded. Where at? Mm. Just had a stoplight? <laughs> yeah, okay, everyone. Stoplight. LA needs to slow down. <laughs> no, in it's your my parking time. garage. There was ah. no service, cell service. And I was like, oh. Perfect. The universe you did. was That's like, maybe, maybe meditate. I like that to do that before I get on a podcast because I'm yeah. just a little bit more centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We're all business. So, um, <laughs> all business. wait, so I tried model me- your model meals. Did you? Yes. So, I knew that. Guys, Danica, Danica, sorry, I'm going to call you Danica. Sure. My friend, I was going to say, I was cool. like, we're going to do it. Also, my, my really good friend, Danica, is mm-hmm. your same name spelling, but she's Danica. Oh, see, that, you that guys was match. common she's issue. Like, yeah, so I know her. I love yeah. her. That was that brings me back to my childhood when all of the substitute teachers would mispronounce my name. And, like, well, everyone would laugh. They say Danica. And How? that was like I, I said Danica and Danica immediately was like Danica. I think Danica. it's Danica. Like I'm not just I trying to win think here. It's Danica. <laughs> but like hey, I but think she's not here, so she's Danica. listening, but she's not here, so Sorry, girl. you lose if you're listening and you're not in the room. <laughs> so when you I mean you're so many things. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is I know. Wh- how do you introduce yourself to people if they're like, Oh, what do you do? <laughs> you know? Well, I have this kind of what's funny is I used to before I was actually any of those things, I would introduce myself as them anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that. that's yeah. one of the big reasons that I am them today. It's like I used to but but I funny story. God, where did so, uh, someone said to me like they were reading off my bio and they read off like best-selling author or something. And I was like, um <laughs> 
Shut up. Like, I will be. Somehow, you you must have taken that bio from somewhere I didn't mean to publish. (laughs) Because I am not an author yet. (laughs) So you got to be careful with that. But um, I guess I'm, you know, I'm a plus size model or curvy model or whatever we want to call that. Um, I've been doing that for seven years. And I am the founder and CEO of Model Meals. I do, you know, and then I also feel like I have my personal brand as an Mm -hmm. uh, influencer or whatever else we want to call it. I've hosted Mm -hmm. a couple of retreats and I'm really, really passionate about helping people to tune in and create, you know, I take, I like self-care and in the way that it clears, that it can clear your mind and allow you to tune in to hear the voices inside and the whispers inside of the voices, the whispers inside that tell you how to live your life. And so Mm -hmm. I really like to help women, especially figure out like, why are you here? What are you passionate about? How can you make a living out of uh, what you love, you know, instead of sitting in a job miserable all day? And and that's kind of what I did with Model Meals. Um, So, so I've kind of stepped back a little bit from coaching and retreats and stuff right now, just as I build a business. But I really that's ultimately what sings to my heart is helping people who who feel stuck, whether it's with food, mm-hmm. because that's been my story or in the career or a relationship or whatever. So can you speak to that like that story and what kind of brought you to model meals? Totally. So I struggled with food my whole life. Um, in high school, I was uh, I started dieting when I was really young and then um, the diet stopped working and I started throwing up. And so I was bulimic and then told myself I wasn't going to throw up. And so I got into cocaine and, you know, it was just whatever I could do. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. good diet. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever I could do to uh, keep the weight off, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you Um, do Adderall ever? Girl, yes, of course. I did Adderall. Yeah. Yeah. I did a lot of Adderall in college and then I got a prescription after college. Yeah. Which is actually, and we'll get there, but Adderall is essentially what made me look into using food to heal ADHD, um, mm. which has led me today. I think I, I just never felt beautiful. I was always kind of the chubby, bigger girl. And um, I heard a lot of people, like people would tell me, you have such a pretty face, you know, which I think is such mm-hmm. a, you know, <laughs> what oh, does that yeah. mean about the rest of oh, you? Yeah. And wow. so I always wanted to be a model because to me, growing up, models were these people that had it all and they were beautiful. And, and so I was just constantly striving to lose weight. And and I, you know, I always carried a little extra weight around, and that was because food has always been my drug, and I am a lot clearer on it now. But it really has always been the way that I took when I didn't want to feel things, I reached for food to numb them. You know, the same way people reach for alcohol or social media nowadays, we numb out with that, or TV or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So cigarettes, um, food has always been my drug. So I, I don't think I ever necessarily learned to process emotions or like properly mm-hmm. you know the the purpose of our feelings are to guide us a to tell mm-hmm. us how to show us how to live our life but also to the the purpose is, of them is to feel them move through them and then they they dissipate but but you know the way i think of it is if you feel something and instead you shove it down you like mm-hmm. t- you feel like the little glimmer of it coming a feeling sadness for example and you just kind of you're like oh sadness i don't want to feel this shove it down or you de- disassociate or whatever those that emotional energy gets trapped in your body and you carry it around with you yes. so the if if you sit through it and you feel it it releases and then it's no longer with you so for me i kind of picture myself as like oh the feelings are simmering to the surface and then i sh- shove it down with food for so long so mm. anyway just struggle with food for a really really long time and um 
And when I moved out, I, I was modeling. I've been modeling for seven years and was discovered at the Bank of America in here in Los Angeles. And that was, I was actually asked if I could be, if I was interested in being a plus size model. And I wasn't totally aware of what plus size modeling was at the time. I always, I'm five foot 10 and I tended to settle at a 12, 14, no matter how, you know, I've gotten down to a size six as my smallest, you know, but I'm not a small girl, you know, and I've just, my typical size that I settle at dieting or not dieting is a 12, 14. And that is really the you know, the size in plus size modeling that is is used most. So I started modeling, lived in L.A. for a while, eventually moved out to New York and at the same time found the Whole30 program, which is just sort of a clean eating program. And at the same time, you know, I had taken Adderall for about a year and I realized how irritable and like Mm -hmm. not creative and just not myself that I felt. And I'd seen a lot of my friends taking prescription pills and just really saw them transform. And and I think I really acknowledged like, oh, wow, like this this is totally transforming these people who I love and what must it be doing to me as well? Mm So I looked into sort of using food to heal my issues with attention deficit disorder and then upon realizing how powerful food was to do that I kind of like kept getting more and more interested in it so I did the whole 30 saw like dramatic results from that um, and results results to me used to be weight loss which I got from whole 30 mm-hmm. but but I mean results in like mental clarity in my mood in you know just truthfully that mental clarity was the best gift that I got because it allowed me to see myself with clear eyes and to look at the way I at my food issues and and to really tune into what I love and how I felt and to stay in my body and to learn how to actually feel my feelings and so Anyway, I just struggled with food for a long time, and and then I found the Whole30, and like every good dieter, I I tricked myself into thinking I wasn't dieting, but I really was, and so, so I, true. you know, I did the Whole30. <clears throat> the Whole30 is meant to do for 30 days, yeah. and then to reintroduce foods as you like them, you know, keep a lot from the lifestyle, but reintroduce. Well, I was like, oh, well, 30 days, I can do a whole year, you know, so yeah. I essentially did a whole year on the Whole30. Ended up losing probably like 30 pounds, and I lost wow. all of my modeling jobs because I wasn't big enough anymore. So I'm living in New York City in this expensive apartment in the West Village, and all of a sudden, um, I have no, no income. So I got probably about three months by, behind on my rent, which is essentially 10 grand, you yeah, know, literally. in New York City, as you guys know. Um, yes. And I needed to make money and I refused to do something I didn't love. And I had been sharing my story on social media. And so I started cooking and delivering meals around New York City and I called it Model Meals. And and that was kind of how Model Meals was born. I installed a second fridge in my room and then, you know, I was super broke and I would stay. I had a... The, God bless her soul. My Lisa, who lived down the hall, would let me stay at her in her apartment with my two hundred pound dog, to, oh so I could God. rent. So I could rent my apartment on Airbnb for a few days to make a little bit of money, so I could survive in New York. And then I'd work at the juice shop, yeah. juice press, and then love so, juice press. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, shout out to but, juice press. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was yes. great. It was great. But it wasn't paying the bills in the yeah. West Village. Um, so I always wonder. I'm like, <laughs> when people working there, I'm like. How what do you, you do? Yeah, I don't know. Must like be. I'm like you're this hour bought that juice. Totally. Of work. <laughs> totally. You know, totally. like yeah, and I loved the juices and the foods. Of course, Same. I'd spend like all my checks on that. So, anyway, fast forward, I just, you know, I was doing monomas in New York, but I I had really there was no way that from doing it in that small scale that I could make enough money to survive there. So, at the end of my lease, I moved back to Newport Beach where my where I grew up, moved into my parents' garage and then teamed up with uh, some business partners and launched Model Meals on the West Coast. So, um but but in terms of my food story that was kind of the story of model Mm -hmm. meals in my career as well Mm -hmm. but but my food story you know 
only up until like two months ago did I really realize that my issues with food and I've spent a lot. I spent time in Overeaters Anonymous. I've always Mm. spent time. I've always really had these struggles with food and consume diet, binge, restrict, like everything. And I finally realized a couple months ago that the problem for me was that was the chronic dieting. It wasn't like the certain Mm. foods. It was the dieting. So I had I, I made this commitment to myself to drop the food rules. And it was the scariest thing ever because those food rules that I had, whether it was, I don't eat sugar. I I mean, I was the girl that if you were going to, if I was going to dinner with you guys, you would know to ask me like, well, what are you not eating? That's you know? my life. Yeah, totally. Life. And, 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 and so I just decided like, this is scary, but I'm going to give myself full permission to eat whatever I want. And all these things that I've deemed bad for so long, I'm just going to eat. And so for the first like couple of weeks, I was binging. I was like binging hard. I'd go to mother's market like every day. I'd get chocolate and chips and popcorn, all these things that I never let myself eat. Mm. But then like the more I really realized that that I could have it the next day and the next. And the more that I had gave myself permission instead of like shame and guilt around the food, I would tune in. It's like, how do I feel when I eat this stuff? And I started feeling sick and I was like, OK. So it, now that it's been two months, it's so crazy to me to tell you guys that I am a normal eater. Like, I, it, it, it is like the solution for me was, I always said, like, the only thing I never tried was not try, to lose weight, was not trying to yep. lose weight. So I was like, okay, maybe the answer is not wow. trying to mm-hmm. lose weight. And so, you know, it's still early. It's only been two months since I really let go of those rules authentically, like, for good. But, my like, my life is so much more peaceful. And, I, and I've noticed in the last couple months how much more opportunity and how much more has been given to me. And I truthfully think that is a result of me now having the energy to take those things on because mm-hmm. my energy is not in this place of rules and restrictions and having to have all this willpower. I have this whole freed up box of energy that I used to spend on restricting food that now I get to put into like building my dreams. Do you want me to repeat any of that? (laughs) I always wonder like what I actually said this today. I'm like, what would I do with all that energy if I wasn't fucking thinking about food? And I thought about that. And I remember like being overweight or like not being happy with my body. Literally I think about it all the time. I'm like, yo, the mental capacity, I could honestly cure cancer. Totally. Because it's like I'm having a conversation with someone and in the back of my head the whole time is like this conversation. Absolutely. And a lot. So annoying. But good for you for acknowledging, like having the awareness about it. Because some people don't. It's just like that's your inner dialogue that is so part of you that you don't even realize you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know? And so it's new. Like I can't talk on it as a Mm long-term solution yet. I know it is. Like my gut, my heart, Mm -hmm. like I know it is the Mm -hmm. solution. But Mm -hmm. all I can say is from two months to to feel – you. it's funny. Like I told – I eat really healthy because mm-hmm. I feel really good. And then if I decide I want to eat gluten or an ice cream bar or something, I I eat it like in a very empowered way. Mm-hmm. Like at night where I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any more work to do. Like I'm relaxing. I can have this now. You know, I don't need mm-hmm. to focus. And just to make choices from that place, so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was so it different. was there a moment of slowing down? Like is that kind of what – because I think sometimes like I haven't had – I think in terms of like my relationship with food, I was able to eat whatever I wanted for so long. Yeah. And then you get a certain age. It's a normal thing with girls. You just can't anymore. But I came from a family where we would eat, 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 eat. And that's kind of how we came together. So when I started noticing like little changes in my body, I think I was I almost like ate it so quick and went so quickly towards whatever it was that it was filling me up Mm -hmm. that it. 
it was so quick I couldn't even remember it and it didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. Like in college, when you do that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Hundred percent. So was there you like a... want to get it over before the guilt comes? Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. You like are like, let's yeah, do this before the guilt comes or I'm full. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So was there like a way in which you slowed down mm-hmm. or is that how it felt? You know. When you said that, it automatically took me back to, like, the binges I would have because Mm -hmm. I was so—there was so much shame around food. Mm -hmm. And, like, the worst thing that could happen to Mm -hmm. me is that someone could walk in on me in a binge. Like, that Mm -hmm. was—in my head, that was the worst thing that could happen. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend did one time, and he knew all about my struggles, but, like, I can talk about it, but for you to see me in it is, like, felt like a whole different Mm -hmm. thing. It's like Smeagol. You're like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and I mean, God bless his soul. He comes in, he's like, it's all good, and he starts eating with me. (laughs) And to be honest, that's like, you know, that was just sort of, like, such a, it was a reminder of, like, who how other people's perspective around Mm -hmm. food is. They're like, oh, it's not, no big deal. Like, okay, you know, but I think it's hard because, Food has been the theme of my entire life. Mm. Like, it's truthfully been the theme of my entire life. And I'm so grateful because if it wasn't for my crazy obsession with food and dieting, I wouldn't have found clean eating and the Whole30 because I'm such a, I'm still such an advocate for Whole30. And I'm such an advocate for this way of eating because when I eat this way, my brain is clear. And when my brain is clear, I can do the inner work. I can meditate and I can hear and I'm in a better mood and I bring a better person into this world. And that was my mission. The reason I started Model Meals was because I. I was such a more connected and present and happy and like just successful person. I gave so much more to the world when I was taking care of myself that I thought that if food, if I could make this food easy and accessible for people, I would create more people like that. Mm-hmm. I so, love that. Yeah, me too. I could talk about the food shit all day. It would be like <laughs> therapy session. Do you think, yeah. what were your parents like in that situation? Like I... We, not that just because I connect my relationship with food to like how my like growing up and my what was like happening in my childhood that made me have the relationship with food that I do. Totally. I mean, you know, I, I had a great childhood and I feel very lucky for that. We had like every experience. We ate a lot of fast food because that's what people didn't know. Like no, our, my parents didn't know that that what was in totally. that stuff. And it was just convenient. And it was mm-hmm. like new and it was making life more you know Burger King every Friday totally oh my gosh so I grew up I grew up in New York so it was like bagels and pizza and fast food and everything Um, so and my parents you know my parents like so many other Americans did their own share of dieting you know mm-hmm. and whether I picked that up from Atkins. them or from society I mean it was such a everyone you was were dieting. so young you said yeah and where did that come from you know I think to be honest I think it's so much more it was the media yeah I, I really really think it was the media you know like I had pictures on my walls from floor to ceiling of these supermodels, like the Victoria's Secret supermodels and even oh, like girl. those very, very thin runway models. Like oh. anyone in, in college, in high school, whatever. I wanted that so badly because I never felt like that was me. Right. You know, I was always like the friend and like I had the girl, girl mm-hmm. my girlfriends always had guys that liked them and I was like always the friend. Mm-hmm. I remember um, my friend, one of my best friends in high school, Jen. I remember staying over at her house and she had some guy like that had come over and they were like making out on the couch behind me. And he like literally had rented a video for me or a DVD or I don't know what was what was the technology then. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, something mm-hmm. But uh, rented a movie and like brought me ice cream, like as almost like as if I was being babysat. 
you know, and we're the same. And I remember listening to them like make out on the couch behind me and just being like, how, like, how come I don't get that? Like, where's like, where are the guys that like Mm -hmm. me and treat, you know? So, but I really, I really think it's the media, which is why I'm so stoked to be in a position now with, as a plus size model to be the woman that I didn't see growing up. Because mm-hmm. had I seen her, then maybe I wouldn't have felt like I wasn't accepted. You know, I maybe would have felt like I was enough or I was beautiful or which I think is what's so cool nowadays about like social media. We have you can see you can follow, you know, you can curate that experience and you can anyone has a platform to really be a role model. And so we see so many different body types and my newsfeed is full of like curvy women. So Maybe I'm biased thinking that everything's changing because I forget what everyone else is seeing. But, I mean, Candace Huffine, a friend of mine who's with my modeling agency, she's on the cover of Elle. So she just wow. showed it, posted it today, this curvy, gorgeous woman. That's so amazing. times are changing, which is cool. And 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 I always like to re- like also say that people that are naturally thin are equally as beautiful you know mm-hmm. a lot of people who are naturally thin have trouble would want a butt and curves or want and, and mm-hmm. they've gotten like shit on for so long with this like real women have curves sort of thing which is just bs you know so mm. so i think it's just about showing a variety and acknowledging that every body type and color and is is beautiful how amazing that you like followed an insecurity mm-hmm. and like just created a well, first of all, it wasn't an insecurity the second that you kind of realized mm-hmm. that what you were fighting mm-hmm. didn't need to be fought. It was something that like you could just like shine a light on and it turned something into like your dream life. Totally. Mm-hmm. And be an inspiration. I mean, there, I'm sure there's girls with you on their wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's Which great. is like really cool. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm, I'm totally. Do you, am I on your eye. wall? Do you yep. send you like, <laughs> lingerie shot? Literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just like looking at your photos today. And they're oh, stunning. Thank stunning. you. Thank stunning. you. You know, that's that's super. I think when you're in it, when you're like in the industry, you never think of yourself as that girl oh, that's yeah. on someone's wall. Like no one ever does. Even if you're Giselle, you probably don't think of yourself yeah. like mm-hmm. that, you know. But it's super cool, you know, and it's great. It's been great that I've got, you know, I, I really think that we use like when we have these struggles or that pain, like that's that's we take that and we build from it. And if I didn't go through what I did, I wouldn't be where I am now, you know, and my life is amazing. Like it's not like it's perfect and I have my normal struggles and everything, but but I built something out of something that like I had such a passion around food from so many different angles and reasons mm-hmm. that now it's this it's my life and yeah. you know, it's cool. It's exciting. What's it like being in the industry? Like, what are hmm. your peers like? Like, what are, what is, what's that like? You know, I started modeling when I was 22, which mm. is like dinosaur for models to start. Yeah. Like, you usually start so when you're like 14. Like yeah. So, and they're like, she's 33. Totally. <laughs> Ew. 33, yeah. um, no, you know, and plus size modeling, the nice thing is they, plus size models are t- more, do, you do more like women's jobs. So they want you to have curves and they want mm. you to have boobs and a butt, so, which is allows you to work a lot longer. So a lot of the women that I work with, the other models are, you know, in their 30s and some are in their 40s. Mm. <clears throat> And hopefully by the time I'm in my 40s, it'll be cool to be in your 50s and 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure it will, you know. Yeah. So I kind of got it at this sweet spot. Hell yeah. And I had already, you know, I had already graduated college when I got into the industry. So I'm very grateful for that. I know I still had a lot of body image issues then. But but God, I can't even imagine if I had gotten in when I was 16 throwing yes. all my meals. Oh and my like, gosh. you know. So, um, 
it, the industry, I've been really lucky. And I think maybe it's because I'm in the plus size industry, which has never been up until, I mean, now maybe it's cool, but it wasn't really cool or glamorous for a while, you know? And mm-hmm. and most of the girls, you know, I they're, they've been really great. Like, there's always stuff. Like, I've, I've been told to get, like, plastic surgery and um, by agents, and I've been told. Really? You know, so, yeah. Okay. Like what? Just basically, I had agents tell me that I was booked as like that I looked like a, I was the soccer mom or something. Which, but, dude, props to the soccer mom. <laughs> I'm like, the, I'm in, I'm, I would be happy to be that. But at the time, you know, that was kind of just their way of saying like, you know, and they kind of suggested I got like Botox and fillers, which I didn't. And I don't have any problem with people doing that. I think yeah. everyone should do whatever makes yeah. them feel happy and beautiful. Um, but. The industry, the plus size industry is... It was probably a man that told you that, too. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't, unfortunately. Mm. Yes. Um, But it's... The modeling industry is cool, and it's changing so much. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I signed with IMG Models in uh, about June of last year. And IMG Models, I mean, they represent, like, Gigi Hadid and Giselle Bunchen, And, like, I always joke that when I go on the website, I'm like, I feel like, you know, at the end of the Brady Bunch, when Alice comes in and she kind of looks around, like, at all the squares, and she's like, how did I get here? That's kind of how I feel. But, um, but, but, you know, it's I'm really grateful for the industry because, it has given me the it's up and down it's taught me a lot it's taught me a lot about finances I got myself super in debt not knowing like oh hey you have to pay taxes on this money all this money that's coming in and you know it's taught me a lot of those lessons and it's very unpredictable so you can make you know a 50 grand one month and nothing for Mm -hmm. the next five so it's really it's unpredictable in that sense but I'm seeing it change a lot, and that's what's super exciting for me is that there's being there's becoming a lot more opportunity for curvier women as well as for building a brand. And mm. for and models, I think, now are being recognized more for what they stand for than just being, like, a coat hanger or a pretty face, which mm. I think is really cool. And IMG, my new agents, it's have true. given me they, – they build brands. They don't just build models. They build brands, you know, and so that's been a really cool mm. – a cool team to be a part of. Absolutely. I love that. What would you want your brand to be and represent? Oh, gosh. my I told my talent agents that I was going to sell at Madison Square Garden one day. And when I say that, and they were like, cool, we're into that, you know? So, Concert. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I can't sing. I wouldn't be singing. But maybe Beyonce, hey. will, maybe Beyonce will open for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see if she's hooked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she's been begging. So, you know, I my my goal is to help other people live their fullest lives. Like, mm-hmm. that is, like, my ultimate end all. So, well, the way I kind of saw it was, like, there's, like, these different stages. And the st- there was the self-discovery stage. When I essentially moved to New York, I took a year off drinking TV. I ate super clean. I was just, like, I wanted to feel everything. I, I think when it clicked for me that I'd been going numb my whole life, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a whole year and just feel everything. And it was the hardest year of my life. Not to, I mean, on top of being as broke as I was, just like feeling everything and not having the tools to cope with it. And mm. so so there was that phase, which was the self-discovery, where I started when I when I relearned how to feel my feelings and use those as my compass. And I relearned how to listen to myself. And in that listening I, I was I it got a lot clearer to me what I was meant to do and that's kind of where model meals came from and my retreats came from and then so now I'm in this sort of second phase where I'm building the life of my dreams and so that's kind of, that's this phase two that I'm in but the phase three to me is when I emerge from this this building which you know 
of course, we're always in all of these phases. I'm always going to be in self-discovery. I'm always going to be in building mode. But the phase three to me really looks like taking all of my experience in building these businesses and in creating my dream life and sharing them. And that's writing books and that's doing speaking tours and that is doing coaching stuff. And and that's really what like that's that's the end the end goal for me. And so I kind of the things I'm doing now with starting with my different businesses is really um, and I'm launching a new I keep saying businesses because I'm launching a, a new business, which I can tell you guys about. Yeah. But um, exclusive. But yeah, Almost I actually I actually <laughs> haven't told any we haven't told anyone. Oh, yet, wow. So I will yeah. tell you guys. But um but step the third chapter for me would really be that sharing and that like being that voice. And that's what that's what really speaks to me. So helping people just figure out what they're here for and, and doing that because life can be so good. You know what I mean? Like can just to wake up every day excited about what you're doing like there. I don't have a separation between my work and life. And for a long time, I was like, well, I need to find this work-life balance. And I finally realized, like, no, the point of the work-life balance is if you don't like, if the work is like, sucks, yeah. and then you need to like, put a line so that you can do life too, you know, but when your work and your life are both enjoyable, you don't really have to draw that line. So that's a really new concept I've been sort of 100%. playing with. Mm -hmm. So chapter three, which, you know, I'm obviously doing some of it now, but long term I would really like to use media to be a role model you know it's I think I always come back to role model between model meals and being an actual model and being a role model it's just really trying to um, share what I've learned and I don't ever plan on being an expert in anything but I'm happy to share things that work for me who's one of your role models mm. I just met this woman actually this weekend. I was at so there's a thing called Summit Series, which is a mm. sort of little like entrepreneurs, creatives. They do like weekends away and with um, speakers and stuff. And the woman, one of the highlighted women that was there this weekend was the woman who started poopery. You know oh that God. spray that you did. Yeah. Yeah. about that. Oh my gosh, you spray you it poopery. No. You live with your boyfriend and you don't have poopery. Yeah. And wow. I get wow, shit every girl. day about it. Wow, girl. You got to get on that. It's on Amazon now, too. There's lots okay. of flavors. Basically, it's a poop spray that you spray in the water the of layer. the toilet before you poop. And, and then you when poop. you poop, when you poo, it seals the smell down. It doesn't smell. Really? Anyway, I'm at, moral of my story. She was one of the speakers this weekend. And I talked to cool. her. And she just super, like, very spiritual, really mm. inspired me. And I think, of, I think about... Like starting a product like that, that is so fun. Like mm. to talk about that your whole life, like how fun. And she didn't take herself yes. too seriously. So she was a huge mentor for me. Love that. Um, I obviously, I can't not say Oprah. I think Oprah just shaped a lot of our culture in general. Um, so and true. then I listened to a lot of, actually, I'm not so much in a consumption phase right now as I was when I was doing all that self-work I was like consuming and mm. when I'm consuming I mean in the sense of like reading a ton and taking a lot of outside ideas and bringing them in now I'm more in the I'm kind of in that phase of using those so I'm not reading and like taking in as much as I used to but during that growth phase there was a ton of authors that really helped me um, I really like Tim Ferriss I read 4 Hour Work Week a, th a while ago and Love he Tim. really mm -hmm. really that I think that was like one of the first things I read that really sparked me towards being an entrepreneur I like spiritually my favorite book is A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson mm -hmm. uh, with for food, for anyone who struggles with food, um, emotionally eating, binge eating. Uh, Janine Roth has been writing about this stuff for a long time, like way mm -hmm. before, you know, she's mm -hmm. so a book called Women, Food and God. And I, um, I just had someone else that I was thinking and I can't. 
I can't remember. But there's been so many people. There's been so many people. And I think as much as it's good to look out, like the general theme that I've had lately in my life is also the flip side of what we were just talking about is, is this general theme of I keep hearing this this like voice saying to me, st- like, stop looking outside of myself mm. for the answers mm. to stop. And I think the general lesson I learned during that year of self-care of like sobriety and self-care was that all the answers were inside. I just never created space to listen. And that's what this whole thing about meditation is. It's just, it's a reminder of, oh, the answers are inside. But if you keep bolting through your day, fast, distracted, music, news, social media, friends, whatever, and you never get still and quiet, then you're going to look outside yourself for the answers when they've been in you the whole whole time. And so that's been this, that's been the thing that's been playing over and over for me. And especially in my new relationship, There were a lot of things in the beginning where I was like, well, like on paper, there were some things that I was kind of worried about. And I had to keep coming back to myself and tuning in and saying, well, how do I feel? Mm -hmm. And I felt great with him. And so I kept trusting that. And so I think that's like it's just this. I think the biggest thing we can do for our next generation is to teach self-care and to teach uh, how to feel. Because if we can, our our feelings, like I always say, like our feelings don't lie. And I had to relearn that. But our feelings don't lie. Like we feel the physical sensations in our body. And now as a business owner, I can take those and I can make decisions and lead my business. Because for so long, I was so afraid of conflict. I would just people please because I don't want to cause any Mm. conflict. I don't want to risk anyone not liking me because if they don't like me, then they're going to be mean to me and then I'm going to get hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now it's just so different. It's just so different. I love the point about the the feeling and then the like what people do to numb the feelings. Mm-hmm. I think that's really true. So true. Sorry, I like lost my thought, but I was. I know I stole it. I literally <laughs> stole it. No, no, you didn't. I was all. like, she's pausing and I'm gonna talk. <laughs> no, it was about. Do you want me to tell you about my business? What yeah, you're can you talk? Yeah, I'm gonna go back to my that. businesses that we're starting. Oh my god, yeah, oh, the, the new one because I feel like we're gonna forget and then people are gonna be mad because I didn't okay. actually tell yes, them. Yes, that's so true. So true. Yeah. They're already writing in. Yeah. (laughs) They're pissed. (laughs) So my business partner, Camille, so I have another business Mm -hmm. partner and she's amazing and gets nowhere near the press that I get, but does, you know, definitely half of the work. So Mm -hmm. she's, you know, and we, and we talk on partnerships a lot, which is really cool. Uh, So I'm really, I love that you two work together like you do because Mm -hmm. having a partner in something is so incredibly valuable as long as you work well, well together. But so (laughs) we always bonded over the fact that we always had avocados in our purse. So we kind of coined this term called the purse avocado because as someone in like the clean eating space or even in just sort of like trying to eat healthier, I would always have an avocado in my purse and I would like put it on no matter if I was at a restaurant, wherever I was. So we had the purse avocado and then we started, we got to talking about avocados and just in general how, you know, you go to the grocery store and like, damn it, you committed to make guacamole tonight, but nothing's mm-hmm. ripe. And Yeah, you know, I have three like, that have been there for a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, what the fuck's wrong with and you? And when you buy them, ripe. when you buy them at the store, like, you have to buy, like, four unripe, and then they all get ripe at the same yeah. time. And, and you're, you're like, like oh, God, four yeah. in a day. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so more of this, and then, and then there's an avocado shortage. You can't get them at yeah. all, and, you know, it's a hot mess because so of you. they're so ripe that you're like, totally. this is brown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, introducing. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Avocado. Avocado. So <laughs> avocado. avocado is we've secured the uh, domain name 
Avocado is a subscription avocado delivery service where you get a Love. you basically subscribe and you can get a weekly box or a bi-weekly box and you get four avocados. But the here's the catch: the avocados come in different. Uh, one is will be ripe like the day you get it. One will be like ripe like the next day or the day after that. And then one like the one will be a little bit harder. So you have an avocado that's perfectly ripe at each different time of your week. And then they're color, like they're labeled with which you know f- green to red. So you that know. is freaking. Genius. Anyway, I so love that. that was also a way for us to answer the. Pro- a lot of people want model meals that aren't in Cal- Southern California. Yeah. And that we only serve Southern California right now. Yeah. Um. So that was sort of a way of like, okay, let, let's give you a little bit of something. So, anyway, that's the new. Wait, that I is, love that's that. a new yes. jam. I'll get you guys a free subscription. I need a free subscription because <laughs> my three they're called like biodynamic avocados or something, oh. and they literally have been there for a week. Wait, where did you get this? Erwan, Jesus Christ, Erwan. They were twelve bucks. Me yeah. Yeah. Have you been to Erwan? Yes. Do you guys know Crosby Taylor? No, no. Oh, I when I did Chopped, I competed against him. You did uh, Chopped. He, I did Chopped. Casual. There was an episode bah. of model. There was an episode of models who are now chefs, and we had it, which oh, was I like, love that. how do you find four models who are now chefs? But they did. So um, anyway, Crosby wasn't one of the contestants, but he, Crosby is like. He doesn't work there, but he's always there. Like he's like actually mm-hmm. always there on the corner. So I'll show you a picture so you can look out for him. Is next he time. my husband? He's definitely a babe. Is he single? He might be your husband. <gasps> oh. Girl. And can we say, are you part of Crosby, Stills, and Nash when we meet him? <laughs> Wait, can I tell you what happened at Air One no. the other day? Did you meet and Crosby? I have an update on that. Do you? Have Do you? Yeah. Long story short, sorry, this is very random. But Air One is, I don't know, it's connecting me to something greater. Um, it's also <laughs> it's like lower in no my bark. fucking bank account. Yeah. I just yeah. spent $100 the other day. You did. I spent $88. It lasted me a day and a half. <laughs> I drank four beverages and ate like 18 crackers. <laughs> <laughs> this guy I like was making eyes with an, an Erwan and whatever I like left and he was in his car and he like rolled down his window he's like excuse me I was like hi he's like I couldn't help like I just I like felt connected to you in the grocery store oh my gosh. and I was like oh I was like yeah I saw you <laughs> like, I was like what <laughs> and he's like I saw you in my mind before I met you and what? I was like okay I was like, all right, say more. Like, I don't know what to say. Right. And keep talking. And he's like, okay, like, I, I have to go, but, like, I would love to meet you for coffee sometime. Can I have your number? And I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, where are you going? He's like, oh, like, I own my own business. I'm going to whatever. I was like, oh, what do you do? He started Ormus. Ormus. Have you heard of Ormus? Have you met? No. Okay. Tell them what Ormus is. This is very L.A. I was gonna say so the only, only does does the only place this happens is at Irwan in LA when someone yes. sees I, I, I he's like I'm an I manifested you he's an alchemist and wait what so it's like it's it's gold from the bottom gold of the from dead the bottom sea. of the dead sea <laughs> and you drop it underneath your tongue and you meditate with it and it's supposed to bring you to like a higher level of meditation I shit my brains out the oh, entire night we couldn't sleep no me and Lindsay we wait, couldn't guys. sleep. At, like we were up all night. I was we up felt all like night. Shit. I laid on. I was on the bathroom floor writhing. <laughs> oh Did you tell him? Uh, I didn't tell him that part. Okay. But I was like, <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> and he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, and it's a it hundred dollars anyway. for a bottle, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so said, dude. So I was at Moon Juice with my friend Chloe, and we saw Ormus. And I was like, Yo, have you tried Ormus? She's like, No. I'm like, Why? She's like, I don't like the founder. I said, Why? Oh my. God. She goes, He's a skis. <gasps> Oh. I didn't feel any vibes for for 100%. him. Oh, okay. She said he's a yeah, skis. No. 
I just was looking at him because he's from far away. He is mm-hmm. good looking. Yeah, she said she's like he's a ski so. Oh, so good to know. I love that. Thing. So I waited for the podcast. To tell All right, <laughs> just another one. Not my husband. <laughs> anyway, my friend. Yeah, check that one off the Literally. list. You're one guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, avocado, avocado. Holy shit, yeah. avocado. You need such to get, a good idea. Secure that Instagram handle asap, girl. You're on it. Someone have an avocado. Cut that, cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Someone has it. Um, we are really? we're, we're in the process. Tell of them to fuck it. off. Yeah, yeah. Keep messaging <laughs> just them. Throw avocados at their Literally, face. Literally, throw avocados at their face. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I wanted to ask you. Okay. In terms of uh, self care, what yeah. is like your daily self care? Yeah, I was gonna ask that. That's a great question. So I have had I used to I, I used to go at wellness like really wrong. Mm. And I'll tell you why. I had this checklist. I had a daily self-care checklist. And I created it in this app called Evernote. And it was a checklist of all the things that Mm -hmm. if I did them, you know, all the wellness practices that if I did them every day, I would have, like, the best day ever. Like, that would I would keep myself in a really great headspace. So it started with just, I mean, this started as a way to, like, track my meditation or or my, like, clean eating or something. And so it would just have, like, a checkbox each day. Well, this list over the course of a year or two became really long. So it would be like meditation, gratitude, affirmations, bio from the future, vision board, like goals, like sleep, vitamins, bone broth. I mean, it got like really, really excessive. <laughs> yeah. Like three days like, later. Seven, okay. like, shut up. So yeah. yeah, like work hours ended at seven, didn't bring an electronic in the bedroom. And it became this way to almost shame and guilt myself of oh, like, wow. here's wow. the way, here's all these wellness things. And if you don't do every single one today, mm-hmm. like you're, you're a fucking failure. You didn't, yeah, yeah, you didn't have the best thing. And, I, and so for a long time, I was following that. I was actually about to write a book on it. I had started uh, because... Yeah, you do feel really good when you do that stuff all the time, but you forget about that underlying layer of guilt and it's just it's wrong. It didn't leave any room for fun or spontaneity mm-hmm. or friends totally. or yeah. anything. I just really it's really easy to take wellness and isolate with it and to try and be perfect with it. So for me now I'm finding this balance and and my wellness practice nowadays is you know, I try to meditate as often as I can. I haven't been doing it every day lately and I think that's good. Like I think I think it's good to not be like I do this every single day mm-hmm. but but clean eating of course that's just built into you know I have model meals all the time I still let myself have other stuff but I, I usually have model meals fitness I do a lot of yoga I, I like to walk I like to um, do Pilates and like interval training sleep is super important mm-hmm. I think I actually Everything people are always surprised underrated. but sleep is I think sleep is the most important thing more than food more than anything yeah so sleep's really important I do try and keep my phone out of my bedroom at night so my boyfriend and I like we like put the alarm on in the other room and then go to bed not oh my that my gosh. boyfriend sleeps I over dad that. dad oh my god <laughs> I wish that Justin always has his phone before bed uh-huh. and every night like I he's like I keep lately being like, you should. He's like, hey, every time you say you should, you should probably stop because you know it's going to piss me off. So I was like, you should, you should really not do that. I'm like, you should not have your phone in your yeah. bed. I'm like, you should meditate. Like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But he always has his phone in the bed. <laughs> but I, yeah, I can relate to that. So the, but the, the couple things I do do whenever I have the time to do them, and I use Evernote still. This is, so basically I have, I still have a daily checklist, but I just took off most of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's super, It's just now it's a little more spiritual. It's a place to put the things that are not necessarily like things I check off, but more a place to put my gratitude and stuff. And I I love to write. So it has um, 
I have a the top of the list. I write basically. I have a template, and it's a template of a blank one. And then every day, I'll copy paste that and put it into a new note with the day's date at the top. And then I'll have the top of it says has three my three to dos for the day. And I'm only allowed to have three because we all know that we can get a to do list and put like yeah. 75 things on it. Yeah. So it forces me to prioritize, and 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 it also get, makes things manageable to just see three tasks. So I put my three to dos on there. I write what I'm. Um, I check off that I have a clean space that I've made That's my bed a good and one. just sort of Such like a have a clean one. environment. A I do what else is there? I do um, gratitude. So I write the three things that I'm grateful for, and then I write three affirmations. Just you what know, are your affirmations? It's different every day. I mean, sometimes like with money, I've always had issues with money. So I do, you know, money flows to me freely. Mm-hmm. It, it it's coming in so quickly, I can't even keep track of it. It comes from a, a variety of different revenue sources. Mm-hmm. Um, and then simple ones like I am humble, kind, inspiring, you know, um, lots of food. Like I'm I have, I'm, an, I'm a normal eater. I don't mm. struggle with food. Yeah. Food is I have total freedom around food. I choose foods that empower and fuel me. And then under that, I do um, I write this is the one that people are usually really interested in is I write a biography of myself from the future. So as if like a ma- say the ma- a magazine was interviewing was writing or the back of my I'm book in five with years. Yeah. So Speak I write a biography. That. So it'll be like Danica Breisha is a best selling author, media personality, serial entrepreneur, and Beyonce's best friend. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> and then it'll bitch. be like she lives in uh, she lives in Southern California with blah blah blah. Her net worth is 100. For some reason, I came up with 150 million by age 34, and it keeps replaying and replaying. And I'm yeah. not I'm not necessarily like a money driven person. One. I'm actually I love very that. I'm very simple. Like I don't I don't I, I'd much rather spend money on experiences and that stuff. But I would love to have that kind of money and invest in women's businesses. So I'm absolutely striving for that and to take that. It's amazing. And, you know, those workshops that I'm talking about, this Madison Square Garden thing that I mentioned, my I would love to be able to offer a pro, uh, offer something like that at like like it, whether it's like a weekend workshop for like 25 bucks or something. And mm-hmm. I only would even put a price tag on it because I think people value things more when they've invested in it when they pay. So you know, true. so I'd really like to be able to offer those things. Um and make that sort of thing accessible. Make, you know, the environment that we live in in Los Angeles or, you know, in Southern California, whatever, and, or New York, it's very different. Like the, like these – the conversations we have are very different. And I think that like spiritually and, and a lot of the stuff that's like more like common here – this mindfulness, this consciousness is not necessarily the conversation that's being had everywhere. And I think mm. it's important. So yeah. anyway, so I do I write this bio and then what I if I have time, I'll write a journal entry from the future, too. So they say the way to really be get yourself where you want to get yourself is to really feel what it feels like, mm. like what yeah. it actually feels like. So I'll write something, you know, I just woke up in my like in this gorgeous home in Malibu. It's from my house. You know, houses. with these sheets. Yeah. <laughs> We're neighbors. I, yeah. Literally. I look over We're neighbors. And I, yeah. <laughs> look over Chris's I send Krista some lemons Krista. from my lemon yeah. tree. Yeah, <laughs> Krista forgot to close the blinds Krista's again. Krista's nanny comes over <laughs> yeah. and cleans my house. <laughs> but so I, yeah, so I write that bag thing. It's like, I, and I write how I feel. And then I really feel. And I do that part with my eyes closed. So, Love that. Um, and I don't do this every day, which is the most important thing for me to tell you is mm-hmm. that I don't do this every day. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do it once a week lately but the point is that these sorts of things they're important and uh but they're not they should never be a way to shame ourselves for not 
being good enough. Mm. Sometimes I do that, yeah. Like with just certain things yeah. where I'm like, well, everyone else is doing it every day and what if I can't do it today? And that means I'm not as calm as I can be. And totally. Then you like get into that tailspin where you've spent an hour worrying about the mm-hmm. things that you didn't do. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you know what's yeah. funny? Like in my like even two months ago, you know, we're obviously we're doing this podcast at 7.30 p.m. I would have been like, no, I can't do it at 7.30 p.m. My brain is the sharpest at 10 in the morning. I can't mm. do it at night. And I would have like mm. totally like because I would get obsessed with being – and then I get stress myself out because I need – you know, and it's mm. so like – now I'm so go with the flow. It's like if I can't think, then we'll talk about something stupid. Like who cares, totally. you know? So so Taking I Taking the pressure off. Yeah, you just yeah. – like I – and because I started being more kind to myself – I started being kinder to, to others. And mm. because I let go of the rules of the food, I let go of the rules around everything else. Mm. And I stopped being so judgmental of other people. Mm-hmm. Like when you stop judging yourself, you stop projecting that judgment onto other people mm-hmm. too. 100%. And the judgment will keep you from where you want to go and it'll keep Absolutely. things in your life from coming to you. And it feels gross when you judge. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was a part of a conversation like a week ago and I just like left it and I was like, for the past day, I was like, dude, I feel gross. Like, I don't like what was said. And it didn't come from, like, a mean place. Like, it wasn't anyone. And the person I was with wasn't intentional about um, the things that they were saying. But I just didn't like how I felt at all after. I was mm-hmm. like, there's no- nothing good will come into my life by being a part of conversations like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good point. I wanted to ask for what's a tip that you would give for people that to feel better on their body? Mm. It's a great question. Yeah, it's a really good question. God, body image for me has been such a journey. It's like, where do I even start? Mm-hmm. I think practicing self-care yeah, helps because you start loving. You start. But here's the thing. People are like, well, you just have to love yourself. You're like, what the? Like, how? I know. What <laughs> you does know? that mean? So, so I, think, I think you can trick yourselves in, yourself into that sort of thing. Yeah. By... by these sorts of affirmations and that sort of thing. Like, I know for me that the the self, like the changes that stuck were, you know, I spent so much of my life dieting because I hated my body and I wanted to change it. When I chose the Whole30, I chose it because I knew my potential and I knew I deserved, like, to feel and look my best. So when I made that change for the Whole30, it stuck. And I could stick with this change in eating because I made it from this empowered, loving place. Mm. So I think it's if you are trying to make changes like that, it's it's making sure that you're coming from it with the right intentions. And then, you know, with our with your body, it's so interesting. Like, I am not surrounded in negative, like negative body talk anymore. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I don't talk about it, but it's just not a conversation I have. And, and you know, I was telling you guys, I went to an event earlier for Show Me Your Moo Moo, and it was a Pilates event, and we all had matching sort of, like, yoga pants and crop top uh, bras. And I'm not, like, a skinny girl, nor do I have flat abs or anything like mm-hmm. that. And And I was by far the biggest girl there. And when I do those moves on the Pilates reformer, like my stomach rolls and it's not like, you know, and, and so, and there were little little things, the body image stuff popped up, but like it went, it went away so quickly. And I I saw myself, I'm like, wow, like this situation a couple of years ago for me would have been, I couldn't have done it. I would have been so uncomfortable in my skin the whole time. And I just don't give two fucks, honestly, you know, and I don't know if it's because of being a plus size model and that's changed my perspective of thinking that's more beautiful. And truthfully, I have this gorgeous boyfriend who Mm -hmm. is so adoring, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so Mm -hmm. um, 
positive about my body. And, you know, I, I see myself as someone who needs to change the way, like we, the way we see mm-hmm. that. And, and here's the truth. Like we go, th- I went through my life thinking that because I was fat, no guys ever wanted to date me. And what I realize now is that that wasn't the case at all. I put off the vibe because I thought I was too fat and these guys didn't want to date me. So they all the energy that they got was she's not interested. She's guarded. She's so so this whole time. I love that you're shaking your head over there. Are you shaking? Matt, what do you think about that? No, no, she's she's preaching. She's taking you all to church. Are you are you guarded? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. Like I usually like. When I used to go, when I was single and I went out to like bars and stuff, yeah. I, whenever someone would hit on me, yeah, or g- give me a, um, a compliment, yeah, I would clam up so much Aww. that I would end up like accidentally just insulting them. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, was just like then there's something wrong with you if you think that I'm attractive. Hundred yeah. percent, totally. And I think yeah. an action step for body image is to, like, let's talk about social media, like. Follow some body positive people. Make mm. have your newsfeed. Like find some of these gorgeous plus size models that are. It's just so you're at least seeing some diversity in your mm-hmm. in your social media because it's easy to watch. You know to follow all the bloggers or the models or whatever, and mm-hmm. to get this really skewed idea of of what's going on. And there's so many cool body positive people out there who are constantly posting photos in their lingerie or swimsuits and stuff. And then when you see it all the time, then in your reality, it's normal. Mm. And then because it's normal, you stop being so hard on yourself. It's like, oh, cool. She looks like me. These people are out there and they're wearing, she's wearing that. She's wearing a crop top. She's wearing whatever. Mm. I love that. Yeah, it's controlling the social media. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. We forget that. It's like whatever. We forget that we can curate it. You know, yeah, we forget. So we, oh my God, it's like so we forget true. that we can't that we can unfollow someone who doesn't make us feel good about ourselves. That but so th- but again, that brings us back to the fact of do we tune in and ask ourselves, how do I feel when I'm looking at this? We don't usually. Mm. We're usually mindlessly scrolling. Yeah. So it's really hard to develop mm. awareness around the fact that when I look at this person, I feel bad about myself because mm. we're moving too fast. Yeah. You're when you were talking about looking in rather than like looking out on yourself. Um, care journey. I was listening to um, Danielle Laporte. I love her. Everything. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about that. She's like, yo, she actually has a book out called White Hot Truth, I think mm-hmm. is going to be out soon. But she was talking about how she did so much self-searching. So she would go on these retreats. She'd meet with shaman. She'd meet with astrologers. She'd meet with like therapists, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, nowadays I just find every answer by going in. And I wish yeah. I would have done that so much sooner. Yes. Oh, I love that. I find that, I find that too. I, 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 not even to you, but I think about that. I'm like, but I feel like a lot of the, I don't, I'm like, what? I love these opinions that I get, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From the sources that I do trust and love. I'm like, I love that. And it really helped me to see what I believe in, too. You know, like if Danielle's speaking or like Rich Roll speak, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that really resonates with me. And I kind of want to like take on a version of that for my own opinion. You know, so it's hard for me to like listen to that and be like, okay, if I tune in. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, like that's yeah. Rich's voice. Yeah, like what do you got yeah. to say? Well, and that's and I've been having that co- that same conversation lately is because yes, what I am saying when we tune in is like that's where the, that's where the ultimate answer should come from. But it doesn't mean we can't seek outside of ourselves for inspiration. Yeah, you know, because that's why we're all here together. Yeah, you know, if you if you're the only if if the only if you refuse to read a book or listen to someone outside, you you don't. There's no new perspective. You know, yeah. so it's so I guess I'm just saying like take take. The opinions and the experience of people who you admire, who or whose lives you would like to, you know, mimic. Mm-hmm. 
but then take what they learned and then ask yourself the questions and then listen mm. for like how you how you should best utilize that mm. i guess mm-hmm. i love that what is the most challenging thing about running your own business and what's the most challenging thing about being a public figure you guys mm. are so good Oh yeah, we are pretty freaking like good. We're pretty freaking good. <laughs> We're pretty freaking <laughs> <laughs> Wait, side note on that. When when um, Trey told me about you, mm-hmm. he's like, you're welcome for introducing you to your new best friend. Thanks, oh, my Trey. God. I was like, thanks, Trey. <laughs> thanks, Trey. It's all you, man. <laughs> you're going in the credits, man. You know what's so credits, funny? Bro. I was supposed to see him today. I was like, well, I'm going to be in L.A., but I have this, and then I'm, i got to go to Home Goods, so I don't have, you know. Oh, my God, God, you know. I was like, I'm going, you know, I'm doing podcast tonight and I it's like I'm going totally, to the whaler I forgot I get yeah. busy I forgot that I like didn't mention him that I was doing this podcast and now he's gonna be I can't wait to tell him that he, that's that's why I couldn't hang out with him today um, <laughs> shout out but, um, but the heart that was a really good question the I forget it <sighs> me too I'm just, I'm just gonna start talking hardest part of breaking um, up <laughs> yeah the um the hardest part about bailing on Trey Martin. Um, <laughs> sorry so sorry. Life. Hey Trey. <laughs> Trey, <laughs> Trey, Trey. Trey is dreamy. I think he's single right now and he's looking for a wife. Why, <laughs> why don't you and Trey? We'll talk after oh, the oh, podcast. She loves Trey. Awkward. <laughs> okay. My it's bad. like the of course. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you should go to Irwan. I just got real hot. Time. Okay, yeah, dude, it's real <laughs> steamy in here. <laughs> okay. So come record hard- with us and get hot. <laughs> It's like a soul cycle room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trey's like a great guy, though. I know. Maybe she just titled. Leave. What? You, you think? You totally <laughs> oh, my God. I love him. How's, watch- how's Zelda over there? Are you watching porn? He's playing Zelda on. Uh... I'm watching porn. It's Nintendo. Okay. You used oh, to watch porn when you were editing. Like it's, it's, it's a little skimpy right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many points are you? He's fanning what level? himself. Okay, okay, wait. He's wait, nervous. Back. Oh, right. Okay, we're tuning back. in. We've gone rogue. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the hardest part about what was the uh, the hardest part of running my business, running a business, running three business. I, I don't know. Literally. The hardest part about business yeah. is um, mm-hmm. turning off. I have at first the hardest. The biggest lessons I've learned is how to deal with people. You know, we have a, mm. we have about twelve mm. employees that wow. like, and so dealing with people. And I've always been a people pleaser, but you can't just pay your employees six figures because you love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, and and you have there's a you won't have a business if you do that. So mm-hmm. that's been a really hard thing for me. And that's again, which like with partnership, my business partner is very good with the numbers and the budgets and that sort of thing. That's I'm great. much more people branding creative. So together we meet in the middle and it's perfect. You know. Mm. But for me, I think the hardest thing is I really like I'm really like winded. Same. Does, do, I'm out of breath. Do, is there like a lack of oxygen in yep. this room? Yep. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't no, 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 we can't because no one's here. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah. Have yeah. To. Um, I don't know why we didn't getting sidetracked. like Oh my god. Oh, it's dark in there. Great. So, yeah. the hardest thing I think for me when you love what you're doing, mm-hmm. it's amazing, but it's there's no work-life balance there's no separation so as much as that's a good thing it's also a bad thing so for me the hardest part is actually shutting off I have to very consciously not check my email and social media until like 10 a.m. which doesn't happen that often and I have to very consciously shut things off at 7 p.m. or whatever I try and do Um, and then at first delegating was hard and then I got pushed to a place where I had no choice but to delegate or the business wouldn't run Mm. then when I saw how amazing 
it could be when you delegate things mm-hmm. to Trust people. people yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, and so now I'm really, I'm really getting a lot better at delegating and training people and understanding that the way that I grow is I figure out how to do something, pass it off to someone, and then I can take that next leap. But until mm-hmm. I free up that space, I can't make it to the next level. So the, the I see my job as the CEO of this business, truthfully, to solve a problem, delegate how I the answer and then solve like move move up the next step. Mm-hmm. So that's the hardest thing. I mean the hardest thing for me is really and it's your baby. I mean I finally I did customer service for a year and a half for Model Meals and mm. it, it was, I took it really personally as much as I like to pretend that I didn't take it personally. I did. I would, yeah. yeah. And it's good. Like the feedback's good, but it's food. So not everyone's pleased. Yeah. You know, they just aren't. So yeah. They're like, those carrots gave me gas. <laughs> <laughs> me too, sister. <laughs> oh, gosh. We get some funny emails. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure. And then the, I don't know what the other question was. No, it was just the cha- like your I biggest challenge. Yeah. Oh, as a public public figure. Oh, yes. You know, I, I will say. Do you ever get negative feedback? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't get it that often, though. And I think that's like. I don't know why that is, to be honest. I think because I'm so honest. Yeah. You know, so I feel true. like an authentic. I, I, I mm-hmm. I'm the same person behind the screen that I am behind closed doors, mm-hmm. you know, and I think and it took me a long time to get there. And I'm not saying that you guys see that people see every moment of like my realness. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's, of course, it's curated what you share and what you don't share. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty authentic with that stuff. And I think I think being like curvier has made me a lot more relatable Mm. to people which I'm not necessarily saying that's a good thing in the sense that that's what it took but but it does give me a platform to really connect because I'm not I'm not so I'm not intimidating Mm. you know Mm. I'm not I'm I'm, I think I'm accessible I might I might be inspiring but I'm still accessible Mm -hmm. so I think being a public figure for a long time with the clean eating stuff was I don't think I ever pretended I was perfect with the cleaning stuff but I was so rigid with myself. So then when I let go of the rules, there was a period of time where I stopped where I stopped the food rules, but before I announced to my community. And there was like it was like a two week period because I wanted to make sure that before I shared anything about it, that it was like really what my next step was. Mm. You know, I didn't want to cause confusion. I didn't want to tell someone to do something and then not and then feel like I steered them in the wrong direction. And so there that was that was like a kind of quiet two weeks for me while I was kind of navigating that. And that's okay. Like I don't have to share everything. Mm. You know, I like to, but but um I think that was hard for me. It was like when I the binges when I when I deprive myself for so long and then I'd binge on 8,000 calories of even like what would healthy. You binge on? Well, when I was back, when I was in New York, I'm like, it's interesting. When I was in New York, I could binge on whole 30 stuff mm. on clean mm. stuff. So I could binge on almonds and eggs and apples and dates and mm. RX bars and any, you know, compliance yeah. stuff. And that's what actually switched that trip that when I remember I was staying in Lisa's apartment down the hall, yeah. she was out of town because I was renting so my place like, on Airbnb. Gonna go down. I'm broke as all like I yeah. like just like so just such in a, so in a bad place. Um, and the, mo- the modeling like had totally stopped because I was so extreme then that I was smaller. Mm-hmm. Now I've settled at my natural size, and this is like the size that I work, mm-hmm. which is great. So I've rebuilt my modeling career. But I remember binge eating with those clean, like I say clean in quotes, but like those like, oh, good foods. And I remember binge eating them and then realizing like, oh, my gosh, it's not about the food. Like I could binge. I could eat only celery and find a way to keep the weight on because 
It's mm-hmm. I'm eating it emotionally. I'm eating food to fill mm-hmm. some fill something inside me that mm-hmm. food can't fill. Mm-hmm. You know, so so. But now, like, well, I don't have binges anymore because I allow stuff. So, like, I eat chocolate when I want to eat it now. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the binges where it's like I've been deprived, 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 binge. But do I eat more than I should? Sometimes all the time, mm-hmm. you know. But but it's it has such a different energy around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just feels free. I really the idea of being a normal eater just to me was never mm-hmm. something that I would have. It totally. was just that's not me. Never going to be a normal eater. And like. I really feel like one. It's crazy. I've been working with a coach, Jess Suchin, Body mm-hmm. Bones by Jess, and it's been about eating and, like, my relationship with food. I've never, like, puked or I've never mm-hmm. been anorexic. I'm not, not strong enough. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. These are serious. But I have uh, something with yeah. food. And um, yeah. it's been real. It's been, like, I feel like I will be at a point where I'm, like, have a uh, normal relationship with food. It's been six yeah. months of it. But it's, like, helpful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good for you for doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just like every day to check in on it, kind yeah. of like what are the conversations that I'm having with about it. Mine was the restriction as well. Mm-hmm. So mine was the restriction. Like I would overeat at breakfast and then I'd be like, okay, okay, I overeat. I already ate like 1,500 calories at breakfast, so I'm not going to eat anything for the rest of the day. But then, but I need to eat this because I'm not going to eat the rest of the right. day. You know, it was kind of like. It's like, like con- so consuming. Yeah. yeah, it's just all consuming. But yeah. I, I feel exactly what you mean. What are you excited about this year? Like what? What are you super excited about? I'm I'm really excited about this new freedom, like the fa- mm. the the fact, like that it's possible that I'm not that food is like I'm just like just there. Like that's you know not what your I mean? Story it's so crazy. And Model yeah. Meals is growing so much, which is mm-hmm. super exciting. We have Jessica Alba. Like I we have, know I mean, Kelly Levesque. Super Kelly's amazing. Love she's the uh, best. I yeah. have such, she's such a babe. Yeah. She's I love the best. her. So she brought us Jessica and some other people too, which is really cool. So Model Mills is growing. I'm really excited about the new business. Uh, it's actually super, I think, going to be easy. Like mm-hmm. we saw how much Model Mills is very complicated. Mm-hmm. I love it. I cannot it. even it's imagine. I think of you every Sunday. I, yeah. It's my heart. Well, we have an amazing team. I know. But like it's just, um, it's with a menu that change when you're when you're yeah. when you have a product like that that changes every week yep. and it's perishable and it's like a, and deliver I mean it's like there's so many and I like so it many. I think every business I have moving forward will be much easier now but I'm really writing is my writing is my mechanism mm. I love to write and I've been wanting to write a book for a really long time and my ego wanted me to write a book before I turned 30 I turned 30 in June Shout out. I'm almost 30. Almost 30. (laughs) I turned 30 and you got me right on time. Um, But I actually feel I'm glad that I didn't let my ego push me to just write something for the sake of writing it. So I put the book on hold. But now it's really feeling authentic. And so I'm not really sure if that first book, I I really want to address the food stuff because Mm. I feel like so many women can relate to that. But I don't know what that first book will be, but I feel like I'll be writing um, and doing some. We've been pitching a couple different TV shows for about a year and a half now, Food Network and that sort of thing. And I'm really crossing my fingers that Food Network will open up a little more to the idea of some health content. But um, but love that. Just yeah, using, didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah they don't yeah. do a lot of the health yeah. stuff. Um, I get it, but I think that. It's time. Yeah. You know? it's There's time. a need. Um, like, yeah. it's time. We're yeah. not enough seeing, like, 18-layer cakes of, like, <laughs> diners driving some Yeah, dives. literally of, like, crazy, like, Even though I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, that stuff's good, too. Yeah. But I think there can be a mix. So, yeah, I'm just excited about that. And I have a—I'm in love. I have a boyfriend. I mean. Oh, wow. And I was never in— I, How long have you I, been dating? We've only been—we met in November. Mm-hmm. So, wow. it's, what, it's been, like, five months? Like, whatever. Not that long. Yeah. But, um— 
I I spent so much of my life locking myself in to keep mm. myself safe, but it also kept me lonely. And so I'd never let so I, I it took me a lot of self-work to relearn how to feel my feelings. So when you relearn how to feel your feelings, you realize that your feelings won't kill you. And when you realize that your feelings won't kill you, you're you're a lot more willing to take risks with them. And love is a risk. It's it's giving someone the ability to break you, you know, and I was not willing to do that years ago. I didn't realize that was what I was doing, but it was. And so, you know, I did all this work and became okay with with the risking my heart and met this man. And he's just so he's um, in recovery and Mm. from drugs. And he, as a result, has put in so much work on himself. And he just is really communicative and like emotional Mm. and but very masculine at the Mm. same time. Like I could I thought I needed like something. I thought I knew exactly what I needed. And like then he came along and I was like, oh my gosh, like mm. you're so we'll see. How did you meet? I mean, on Tinder. It was oh my so God, yeah. Shout out Tinder. <laughs> we met at Irwan. No, I know. literally. Wait, what was your what's your Tinder bio or what was it? I don't remember. He was okay, so here's I kind of have a thing for chefs because what so one of my that. head chefs at Model Meals I met on a dating app as well. And we had like kind of like had a date like dated for a little bit. And then we became friends and then we hired him and he's like one of our head chefs now. And so I saw Billy, my current boyfriend, on Tinder, and he said he was a chef. I was like, oh, cool. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I really like to learn. I really like yeah. to, um, I was like, I was like what, what could he like? You know, he could probably <laughs> yeah. teach me some stuff. You know, we'd have an interesting conversation. We can relate over yeah. the food yeah. thing. So he's a chef. Um, and, yeah, so we met on Tinder. We had tea. He he's uh, he doesn't drink, so he has a very, and he's very healthy, which mm-hmm. is, you know, which yeah. I like. That's and so good. Yeah, he's wonderful. That's so good. Yeah. He's dedicated. He's, he's like big. They I saw know. that he's big. He's a big boy. I'm he's all big. about the big. Yeah. 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 Me too. I would, I love big. <laughs> Girl. This is get getting small. X-rated. <laughs> it is. Um, how can our listeners connect with you? Through, you know, I do most of my stuff on Instagram. Great. I stopped trying to be on every platform because that's like yeah. just put your energy in one place you know? dude did you see the new thing with instagram too what disappearing messages oh i saw that like snapchat yes nudes yes mm-hmm. well just basically everything with snapchat you should, now you should try that with trey you should send some of the disappearing snap <laughs> instagram pictures um <laughs> No, uh, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, my personal one is Danica Brysha, D-A-N-I-K-A-B-R-Y-S-H-A. And then my business is Model Meals Kitchen. We share a lot of recipes and stuff there. So mm. if you're not in Southern California, um, you can definitely make, make our Model Meals at home. And I can do a discount code for you guys. Should we do that? Cool. Yeah. Almost 30. Uh, yeah. Okay. Code's almost 30. Yeah. That'll give you... Um, Amazing. What should we give them? Um, <laughs> Get back to us. That's going to give you $15 Cool. Uh, on your first order. Hell yeah. Hell on your yeah. first order. Shout out. You Shout guys. out. It's almost 30. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. The packaging was on point, too. Yeah, packaging Thanks, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Showed up Sunday night. I felt, like, special. Like, I was yeah. the only one getting it, yeah. to be honest. Aww. I was that like, thank you. Happy. It was. Yeah, it was great. And um, the meals were amazing. And I also have a rider down in Newport mm-hmm. who works with Kelly. Cool. Who gets who he's a fertility doctor down there. Cool. So he takes his model meals to work. And it's What's his name? Oh, I love that. Um, Bob Anderson. Yes. Oh, I just, oh, you know what's fun? Did he we, complain? No, 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 no. Because I'm not surprised. No, I love no, you, Bob. No. He didn't you, Bob. complain. Our driver delivered his box to the wrong house. Uh. What the? And then we <laughs> called 
we like called the driver and the driver and the the driver delivery service that we used. We're like, no, you know, he's resting. The driver's resting. Already. I'm like, what the? F- oh what my does God. that mean? Like my. For- so anyway, <laughs> we brought Robert some extra meals yesterday. We like replaced his box. Oh, so sweet. But now I think what happened is they ended up getting the other box too. So I. I so know. we doubled. But up. it's just funny. Yeah. So we're doubled I love up. That. No, he loves you guys. I think that's why he was probably freaking out. He's like, I, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he oh, loves it. Love that. that makes me happy. Yeah. He's like funny. Yeah. He's like, you would never think a fertility doctor in Newport is like our number one like rewards like user. Like any of our things. It's like <laughs> Kelly or like, like model. So he meals. hired Kelly he, right like, away. He like uses it all. After like, she, she was on our podcast. We do, awesome. He says he hired her right away. Yeah. I got to meet him. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I wonder if he's on amazing. hum. He's really amazing. I wonder if he's using hum. I wonder. I'm sure I'll. See him. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ask him. He was supposed to be in class tonight. Yeah. I'll call you, Bob. That's so um, cool. Okay, wait, wait, is he in Orange County? He is. He drives up sometimes. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. maybe we're talking about a different guy. No, no, no. no yeah, okay. yeah. Orange County. Yeah. Okay, wait. One last thing. What's one last thing you want to leave with our listeners? Like, if you tell women of our generation anything, what would you tell them? Uh, that you can have it all. I think that we're so used to thinking we have to, like, I guess it's just to, like, question the norms. Like, mm. you don't have to take one job that's nine to five and and you don't have to pick one thing you want to do your whole life and you can re- you can reinvent yourself at any age like try something maybe it's fun for five years and then you're over it you know what I mean and then you get to try something new and it is like the it is the best possible time to be a business owner or to start something yes. or to be an artist or whatever because you can get yourself out there everyone can have a platform and also on the other side of that don't be feel like you have to be an entrepreneur or one or or have a certain amount of following or or whatever i think we're so hard on ourselves too so i think really like you know, I, I don't have to choose between modeling and model meals and avocado and my book. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I can do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And people want to get on board with your mission. And you just have to be kind to people and respect people. And, and you know, I guess the other thing that I really just want to leave is, is to really remind everyone that the answers are already inside of them. Their only job is to get quiet so they can hear them. Their only jo- your only job is to create the space so that you can hear mm. them and to listen. I love that. Boom. So Boom. Can Boom. we just cut? Boom, baby. Matt <laughs> <laughs> needs to finish his Zelda game. <laughs> um, this was amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. We know you made the trip up and I know you, um, yeah, you're very busy so we appreciate you. Thank we you. Appreciate I appreciate you, you guys. Really special. Thank you for sharing, for creating this space for people to tell their stories and get hot what and an honor <laughs> I, I, mean, I can't I couldn't breathe but that was <laughs> no but what an honor and what Thank a you. beautiful message you guys have and um you're gonna be massive i know you're already big but you're gonna be massive and i'm so happy to support that if i can we thank you. you we're excited for you guys to try model meal yeah so excited it, just it changed my week yeah. Yeah. and i haven't so done good. like a meal delivery you hadn't done one before yeah and um it changed my week. So good. I love to cook, but it was nice. Yeah. Well, you know, that was, you know, that was my whole, one of the biggest things for me was as I knew how much I thought about food all day, like as someone who obsessed about food, model meals for me was a way to not to like 
not think about food. It was it was That's almost exactly it was, what it is. It for was me. me tricking myself. Like n- now, I found that without the need for model meals in the sense of like mm-hmm. letting go of the food rules. Now I don't obsess about food. But when I had so many yeah. food obsessions, model meals gave me a peace of mind of not having to think about it because I knew yep. there was food in the fridge. So always I, you know, good. There's always so, something there. Yeah, and we need this energy. Like we have to fill up our own cup if we want to give to other people. Mm-hmm. Like we can only give our overflow. So I I don't know. I think we've heard it probably a million times, but self care is not selfish it's like the best thing you can Necessary. do for the people you love so <clears throat> totally. totally Matt what's one thing you want to leave our listeners with today <laughs> uh... <laughs> nothing <laughs> we said it all we love you we love you we love you we love you guys thanks for listening follow us on Instagram almost 30 podcast Visit join the website. secret group yeah join our secret group on Facebook it's popping off and um, be yourself everyone else is taken <laughs> that's a new quote New no, quote, it's no mine. one's ever said it. It's mine. No one's ever said it. <laughs> Chris Williams. Williams. blog. Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> Did Justin say that to you? No. <laughs> Everyone else is taken, dude. Everyone else is taken, dude. All right. Love you. Love, love you. you. Bye. 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 <laughs>